Well, next up on the Icebox Radio Theater, we return not only to a favorite series of ours, but one of the greatest radio shows of all time. Quiet, Please debuted on NBC in 1947 and immediately distinguished itself as a program of unique creativity and artistry. Usually associated with the horror genre, Quiet Please was adept at all kinds of stories, including science fiction and even lighthearted comedy, which brings us to our offering tonight. With all the controversy surrounding artificial intelligence these days, we thought it'd be fun to look back at how the world saw that concept in 1947. Rather than worrying about studios owning an actor's image or algorithms churning through paintings and illustrations without paying the artist, concerns back then were of a decidedly romantic nature. So sit back now and imagine yourself in a different time, a slower time. The radio is humming in the corner, and Quiet Please is beginning as it always does, with a nice, long silence. Quiet, please. Quiet, please. The Icebox Radio Theater presents Quiet, Please, which is written by Willis Cooper, which tonight features Ian Hall. Quiet, please, for this evening is called The Pathetic Fallacy. I had very little to do with it, really. I don't even know how it works. No, I'll take that back. I, I do know how it works in general, but the details. Nobody but the old gentleman knows them, and sometimes I wonder if he does, really. You see, after all, it's merely a differential integrator. Everybody knows what a differential integrator is, of course, but uh, this is one of the most complicated and versatile ones that's ever been built. What you see here is only the outer shell of the thing. You see, all the walls of this room are covered with banks of jacks and relays and these electronic glow tubes. And up there are sequence analyzers with multiple sine wave selectors. There are precepts all along here, and master control is at the desk there in the center. Ah, but that's not all. Not by a long shot. The actual machine is behind these walls, three rooms full of tubes and motors and stroboscopes and several thousand miles of wire and uh, some devices that are not public property yet. The machine took six years to build, and a total of 81 expert technicians were employed continuously during that time. So you can understand that any one man knows very little of the actual construction of this uh, giant mechanical brain. Oh. That's just what it is, capable of performing mathematical tasks far beyond the comprehension of the human brain. Now, are there any questions before we proceed? Uh, yes, I've got a question, Mr. Quinn. Does this machine really think? No. Mr. Um... Burns, Sandy Burns, Daily News. Well, Mr. Burns, you may tell the readers of the Daily News that the machine does not think. It's a purely mechanical device although a most complicated one. But you called it a brain. I was merely indulging in the pathetic fallacy, Mr. Burns. Uh, oh. All right. What is the pathetic fallacy, Mr. Quinn? It's a philosophical concept of John Ruskin, Miss... Uh, Alice. Alice King. A philosophical concept, Miss Alice King, which derives from the imputation of human qualities or emotions to an inanimate thing, a figure of speech, let's say. 
I don't get it. It's a quite common in the literature, Miss King. Uh, a poet speaks of an angry sea, a cruel wind, and so on. Oh. Oh, I get it. Do you get it, Sandy? Yeah, I guess so. Good. Are there any other questions? No, go ahead unless somebody else has one. I do. Uh, what is the machine good for? That is not as easy to answer as you might think, Miss Alice King. I think that if I would point out that it's capable of solving the most abstruse mathematical equation in an amazingly short amount of time, you may have an idea of its value to science and industry. So, how fast? What? How fast does it work? Well, here's an example in this folder. This solution covers uh, 36 pages. The machine produced this solution in, uh, let me look, 16 minutes. That is pretty fast. Exceptionally fast. When one considers that without the machine, it would take 20 expert mathematicians working together for something like 10 years to arrive at the same solution, so you see... Oh, well, um, I've got one more question, Mr. Quinn, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. How do you know this answer's right? What? <laughs> Why, of course it's right. Sure, but, uh, how do you know? <laughs> Why, uh, um, hmm. Why, that question's never came up before. Yes, but if this machine is such a dinger as you say it is, oughtn't you be sure that it adds things up right? Oh, it, it does. It does, I assure you. This answer to the problem you've got there. How do you know it's right until 20 mathematicians work 10 years to do it over again? Why, that's ridiculous. It isn't ridiculous. I'll tell you what's ridiculous to me, Mr. Quinn. Just the same as it is to Alice, I think it's absurd for a bunch of great big high-powered scientists building up a gadget like this and then taking its word for everything without question. I'm, I'm afraid you haven't the proper scientific approach, Mr. Burns. Oh, that's right, I haven't. Listen here. Suppose you got a great big scientific formula or whatever you call it, and let's say a big bridge or something depends on some kind of calculation that takes 20 minutes to do? Yes. Well, what if the machine made an error of just one number? Wouldn't that error be multiplied a million times and then, you You know? see, Mr. Burns, I said you didn't have the scientific approach. We took that very fact into consideration, and the operation of the machine was checked at every stage. How? by starting with the simplest possible mathematical problems. Now, if you'll just move a little closer, I'll demonstrate. You will see uh, we will progress from a simple 2 plus 2 on through the multiplication of 7 or 8-digit numbers through the raising a number to a 3-digit power through algebra and then Go calculus. on, go on. Let's see. Very well. 2 plus 2 is our first problem, which will be solved electronically in one millionth of a second. Now, the problem is set up here. And uh, when I flip this button, the result appears on the transparent screen up there. Now watch. 2 plus 2. 2 plus 2 are 4. You see? Uh, turn around and look at the screen, Mr. Quinn. What? Says, uh, 5 up there. Why, I... Uh, <clears throat> Why, well, I pushed the wrong buttons, of course. Well, let me push them. Very well. Here. Sure they're the right ones? No alibis. <laughs> Miss King, you can read, can't you? Fluently, Mr. Quinn. These buttons? Uh, let me look, Alice. Look. Right? 
two and two. Right. Now this button. Okay. Good. You heaven. see? 19,412. <laughs> Here, let me try. Go ahead. Two. And two. Seven. Seven? Seventeen. Why, this is incredible. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I'd sure hate to have that thing figure out my income tax for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Something has gone very wrong. There's, there's probably a short circuit in the cucumbulators or... Uh... You know what I think, Mr. Quinn? Uh, what? I think that pathetic fallacy of yours is a fake. I think the machine heard what you said, and it's mad at you. Come on, Sandy. We've got a story. Yes, they, they certainly did have a story. They plastered it all over the front pages of their paper for three days. The old gentleman had a me on the carpet, and for a scientist, he has an extraordinary vocabulary. He must have been a plumber or a mule skinner in his youth. I couldn't explain what was wrong with the machine. How could I? I only knew one part of it, the cucumbulators that operate from the master control panel. Of course, I thought that's where the trouble was, so the old gentleman told me to tear them all out and inspect them and make replacements and all that, and he seemed to blame the whole thing on me. Why, he's so unreasonable. Well, there are 144 cucumbulators, all the rotary, self-retracing type with foraminiferous tubes, and they weigh 60 pounds apiece. Well, newspapers all over the country were laughing at us, and they had funny jokes about the machine on six radio programs in one night. And we had to do something quick. If I'd only not made that statement about the pathetic fallacy, the way that girl took that up and made me look like a first-class fool, I could have choked her. So I started to work. They shut down the lab, but people kept storming the gates to see the machine that got mad at people, and there I am, up to here, in grease and wires and electronic gadgets, and... And I've been over every single one of the 144 cucumbulators, and there's not a thing wrong with one of them. Not one single thing. But the machine won't work. Why, it just sits there. I've got just one more thing before I give up. And of course, when I give up, I'm through. Why, the old man made that amply clear. I'll be out of a job that fast and try to get another. I'll have to change my name and go somewhere and find a job as a dishwasher or a sailor or something. And I've got 27 years in this profession, all of it thrown out of the window because of a stubborn collection of wheels and tubes and wires and relays and whatever else there is. I hope you're happy about that machine. What's that? What the deuce? Is that thing starting up by itself? What goes on here? Those tubes light it up. Now what? Why, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard of. <coughs> Who's that? <coughs> Who is that? Who's calling me? Hello? Hello? Who's calling me? I must be hearing things. I'm losing my mind. <coughs> Who is calling me? <coughs> Two plus two, four. What? Two plus two, four. Who, who is that, I say? Four, four, four. Why, it's the machine.
It's talking back to me. What's happened, Mr. Quinn? Come on in first. Come on, Mr. Burns. All right, what's up? <laughs> Sit down. Look, Mr. Quinn, I'm sorry we made such a fool of you. Yeah, so am I, Quinn. But uh, that's the newspaper business. It's, uh, it's all right. So what'd you want to tell us? Well, I, I hardly know what to say now that, I, now that you're here. Well, is the machine fixed? Have you got a statement or something for us? Because if there's anything we can do, you know we'll do it. The old gentleman's been pretty rough on you. Yes. Yes, he has that. Well, I don't Now look, Mr. Quinn. Before you start, there's no guarantee that anything you tell us will be printed. We don't run the paper, you know. I know. <laughs> but you'll print this. What? Well, you remember how I said the machine was mad at me? Yeah. It was. What? What? It was. But it's sorry now. I'm... Do you mind saying that again, Mr. Quinn? Well, I said it's sorry now. Wait a minute. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, I'll show you. Uh, listen. Machine? Machine? Listen. Be still, Sandy. Machine, do you hear me? Listen, Quinn, what is this? Sandy, I said be still. Machine, answer me. Alice, this guy's gone bugs. Let him alone. Come on, machine. Two plus two? Mr. Quinn, what are you trying to do? It, it did once. Are you kidding? No, sir. No, I am not. Well, now look, Quinn. You said it did talk to you, Mr. Quinn? Yes, it did. Machine? Come on, Alice. No, wait. When did it talk to you, Mr. Quinn? Just before I telephoned you, I was sitting here and, and I called my name. It said, Quinn! Are you, are you sure? Of course. What else did it say? It said something about two plus two or four. Hmm. Now, you remember, that's what it made a mistake about the other day. When Alice said it was mad at you. And I think it was trying to apologize for all the trouble it caused me. Alice. I, I don't know why it doesn't talk now. Machine? Alice? I'm awfully sorry. Maybe it's embarrassed with you here. Alice, let's go. Mr. Quinn, do you feel all right? I'm not crazy, Miss King. Isn't it possible that maybe thinking about that pathetic fallacy and overwork made you... Uh... It is not. I'm sorry, Mr. Quinn. I've got work to do. If you'll excuse us now. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I do. Believe me, I do. Sandy. Are you kidding, Alice? You're not going to write another story about Mr. Quinn. You think that I'm not? <laughs> Are you coming with me or what? Sandy, if you write that story, I will never speak to you again. Look, darling, I'm a reporter. There's something worse if you do that to this poor man. It's... It's all right, I guess. Uh, Miss King, I, I asked for it. 
No, you mean you admit you cooked up a story for us? I didn't cook up anything. The machine talked to me. Okay, so long, Quinn. You coming, Alice? I am not. And if you turn in a story that harms Mr. Quinn anymore... Oh, stop it. Well, I, I suppose I might as well go get my hat and coat. I am terribly sorry, Mr. Quinn. Yes, I am too. Um, do you want to tell me what really happened? I told you, Miss King. I was sitting here and I was kind of talking to myself and, and I was kind of talking to the machine, I suppose, and, and I was feeling sorry myself. Out of a job. Never be able to get another job again because I've been disgraced. By a couple of newspaper people who thought more of a silly story than of a man's whole career. Oh, it's, 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 it's not your fault, really. I suppose I'd have done the same thing if I were a newspaper man. I don't know what to say. There isn't anything to say, Miss King. If I can stop Sandy from writing another it story... It doesn't make any difference. Mr. Quinn, couldn't it have been a... I mean, couldn't you have fallen asleep and dreamed you heard the machine talking? I'm... I'm sure I didn't. Well, do you have any scientific explanation for it? No. No, I haven't any scientific explanation. The only explanation I have is that maybe we did create something with an intelligence out of wires and tubes and things. That maybe it does think. You said that was the pathetic fallacy. I'm not sure it's a fallacy anymore, my dear. Well, goodbye. I'm sorry to have troubled you. Isn't there anything I can do? There isn't anything anyone can do. I'm I'm just very disappointed, that's all. Goodbye. I... <sighs> goodbye, Mr. Quinn. Well, I guess that's that. I was in a bad spot before, Machine, but now. This one I'll never get out of. What that boy will do to me now, well, I'd, I'd better get out of here right now. I'll never be able to face that old gentleman again. Machine, it's been nice knowing you. Machine, I, I don't hold any hard feelings. No, honestly, I don't. You know, if anybody heard me talking like this to a mechanical monstrosity like you, they'd say I've gone soft in the head. And you know what? And I wonder if maybe I haven't. Well, maybe I can get a job as a street sweeper in Omaha or someplace. You have a good time all by yourself, machine, will ya? I'm afraid it's too late now. You... You saying goodbye, machine? Two plus two. Well, I'm... I'm not sure that it is. Machine, I'm not sure of anything anymore. Why didn't you say something while those people were here? A plus B, exponent M over N, 5342 Why? What? What does that mean? 9876096.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. 6.0. Yes, I suppose so. So you have got an intelligent brain, have you? Q root minus three. Yeah, well, machine, uh... Well, 
there isn't anything you can do that'll do me any good. I'm washed up. Good. Nobody will believe a word I say about this. So, well, shall we have a good talk together now before I go away for good? I wish we could tell each other things. Do you understand me? Three one four six. When did you discover you had a brain? Two plus two, five. Two plus two, nineteen four one two. Hmm. You're not mad at me anymore then? Negative. Nine seven six three five four two nine. Who is that talking, Mr. Quinn? Why, Miss King, I. I, I thought you'd gone. Who was that? Was I talking? Yes, you were talking, and somebody else was talking, too. Who was it? Why, Miss King, I'm, I'm afraid you wouldn't believe me if I told you. It sounded like a woman's voice. Did it? Was it the machine? Was it? You, machine, was that you talking? Come on. Say something, machine. I'm afraid you must be mistaken, Miss King. Well, I'm going to find out. Here, Mr. Quinn, put your arms around me. What? That's right. Now, you poor darling. Alice loves her Mr. Quinn. Poor Mr. Quinn. But everything's going to be all right, isn't it? Why, Miss King. Alice? Stand still, you dope. Quinn's going to go away with Alice and never, never come back to that nasty old machine, isn't he? Isn't he? Say yes. Why, I, um, good heavens. Say yes. What? Yes. Quinn! Aha! Caught you. Look, machine. Look, sister, you're caught. You might as well give up. Well, you might as well speak up. Now look. Miss King. Hold it, Quinn. Look, machine. You are in love with Quinn, aren't you? Answer me. Hi, R squared. I knew it. I knew it. D equals square root of B. Square plus eight squared. All right. I won't, if you'll do what I tell you to. Otherwise, I'm going to take him away from you. Negative. Will you do as I say? Million, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion. What did you say, Mr. Quinn? I, I said, do you understand what she, um, it, uh, what she's saying? Why, of course. We girls understand each other, don't we? Affirmative. But what are you, what? Just leave us alone for a minute, will ya? Well, yes, but, um... You go uh, over I... there and just sit in the corner. What? Go on. Well, what else can I do? That's right. Now, machine, you'll promise if I let Quinn stay here with you, you promise you'll never give any wrong answers again. Or Ipsissa. All right. You promise you'll never say another word to anybody. Quinn? Well, all right, Quinn. But only when you and he are absolutely alone. Do you understand? Hi. You promise? Affirmative, affirmative. 
because you know what I'll do if I ever hear you breaking your promise. Affirmative. What? 87698, 87.765? That's right. I'll take him away so fast it'll make your, your cute cambulators swim. Mean. Extreme. Well, I'm not kidding. You and I have got him in enough trouble now. So you see that you're a good girl. A squared plus 2AB plus B squared. All right, then it's a deal. Okay, Mr. Quinn? Uh, cosine tangent AB? Huh? Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Quinn. What's the matter? Just a minute. She wants to ask me something. What is it, sister? Uh, Mr. Quinn, the story in the paper tomorrow is about how you, single-handed, fixed the machine. And it's never going to make any mistakes again. But I, but, but how did... I've got to go now, Mr. Quinn. The machine's got something to say to you, and maybe she'd be embarrassed if I was here. But wait, I don't understand. Goodbye! I, uh... And don't monkey around with that pathetic fallacy anymore, Mr. Quinn. I might not be around to help you. Well, but I need your, who, uh, uh, did you have something to say to me, machine? Well, I love you. What? Why, my dear, I have, uh, the square of the hypotenuse of the right angle triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. Yes. This has been The Pathetic Fallacy. Written by Willis Cooper, Ian Hall played Quinn, Karen Schickle was Alice, Justin Kaplow was Sandy, and Carice Boyer played La Machine. One more round of applause. Okay, this is our show for tonight. Thank you so much for coming out, ladies and gentlemen. One more time, one more round of applause for Carice, Justin, Caleb, Scotta, Ian, Karen, and Jeffrey Adams. Woo! Sound effects, Diane Adams. Woo! Oh, Jim Yunt's out in the audience. Okay, for those of you listening online, we're going to return you to your regular programming in just a minute. For those of you here in the Salty Jester, the after party starts now. You're listening to the Icebox Radio Theater from International Falls, Minnesota. That's our show. Good night. The IBRT's Threadless Store is now open. T-shirts, hoodies, even phone cases and protective face masks are now available at our very own merch outlet, iceboxradio.threadless.com. Choose from the IBRT logos, Scoop Sisters, Funny in a Small Town, 
frozen frights, and more. Then choose your merch. Clothing for men, women, and kids in a variety of colors. Accessories including buttons, stickers, mugs, and tote bags. Even notebooks and skateboards are available, and every sale helps the Icebox Radio Theater continue to bring the Northland's stories to the world. That's the Icebox Radio Merch Store at iceboxradio.threadless.com or just visit iceboxradio.org.